out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. It's a it's an atypical week in Austin, Texas. Let's see if I can pot down that music. So, welcome to those who are listening at this time. <clears throat> I just wanted to kind of drop in. Tuesday isn't my regular time to just kind of do an impromptu, hey, let's talk about the news, but I think that's what's going to happen. So, um, firstly, we didn't get enough coverage in uh, over the weekend about TikTok's ban, okay? So they really only have a couple of legislations that are kind of promoting the TikTok ban. Uh, one is the Data Act, and of course the other one is uh, uh, something called the Restrict Act. And so I'm going to read this quote from Justin Amash, who has a show here on Colin. Um, <clears throat> he said that Restrict Act isn't about banning TikTok. It's about controlling you. It gives broad powers to the executive branch with few checks and will be abused in every way you can imagine. So why would he say that? He's certainly certainly isn't the only one. Um, this started this weekend when, you know, I started passing around a, a bill analysis that just kind of underlines and bright lines and blows up the the clauses of the bill that happened to just hand off a social sensor surveillance codification. Everything that we've been complaining about for the last 11 weeks, maybe longer, uh, on the unsanctioned citizen has been about some vector, some train of this this social, you know, censorship complex that we that we're on. You know, we're we're coming to the place where we're defrocking some of it. You know, some of these these layers, we managed to get DHS to kind of, you know, kind of let go. We're gonna we're gonna officially officially let go of these social you know, media governance board, you know, also, because it was decried. Everybody hated it. They denounced it. The the government denounced it, and it didn't go away. Uh, it wasn't clear, apparently wasn't clear that, that it was supposed to go away. Well, now it's, it's, it's clipped back again. Let's see if it actually, actually goes away um, this time. So th- this was basically subsequent reporting that's kind of rolled out after we did our broadcast on Saturday. And this was reported by Matt Taibbi through his, his Twitter feed. Also, it just so happens, uh, that there was a TikTok ban, uh, due to CCP interference. What else has come out, uh, or flowered from that news piece? Uh, we'll circle back to, to, uh, to, to the Twitter files in, in a little bit, but I, I just wanted to poke at this a little bit more. It turns out that there are pixels and pixel appies that even if you're not on TikTok or super invasive, other, other social media apps have used them, kind of like Facebook. Facebook got caught on, called on the mat for a lack of privacy. I just want to invite all of my people that are there uh, to come comment about this. <clears throat> Anyhow, so the pixels, the pixels have this these invasive appy trackers. T- 
TikTok uses them as well, but they're really super effective, and you don't even have to be on TikTok. You could uninstall the device and still get roped into, you know, proxy three-hop surveillance by the Chinese state if, if that's what they wanted to do using TikTok's apps uh, because it goes into every vector of the phone, your contacts, your photos, everything. So everybody that you know and whom they know, and if there's 150 million Americans, are you going to personally escape CCP's surveillance if you don't have the app on your phone? And the answer is probably not, because if you know somebody who knows somebody, then, then we're, in, we're back to NSA land. Everything that you hated about PRISM and the NSA and the way that they invasively spied and had multiplicities. I know they must have had like 39 programs that were, you know, twirling, just just spinning in the background uh, back when this was was in the, the hot, hot light of being exposed. Um, it's the same type of technology. It's still around. And if another state uses it on say us, you know, because we're an open or more open ecosystem, it doesn't make it any different. Like the technology does the same thing. So if they put it on TikTok versus another phone app, and phone apps are, are just renowned for not being private, you know, most people would say like, oh, let's blame the user. I'm like, not, not anymore. I'm not going to let that pa pass or slide at all. We don't blame the users for technology that they didn't build. We should not blame the users for unsecure, non-secure, unfair and unfairly applied technologies that don't appropriate their interests. You know, it's, it's really horrible that you hear these technologists say, oh, well, it's their fault if they, if they don't want to use the internet. Uh, they can do that, and they can get along without it. And that is just a really cavalier, bad way of looking at what they do for a living. They don't want to give up the money that is being made from surveillance and then the subcontracts that come from probing into people for money. So I expect the same type of mentality from pimps and drug dealers. It's, it's really the same, honestly. So, um, so which brings me around to the last news item, which is the Pope is getting in the AI sandbox. He released a note today, and, and, and I didn't believe it for one half of one second, but maybe he did. Maybe he did say that uh, as long as it's consistently applied ethical development, then, then we, should, we should get on board. So it appears that the Catholic Church is, is now blessing the ethical appropriation or ethical ethical cloud, ethical substrate, ethical means of artificial intelligence because it's going to stick with us and we need we need an appropriate mind and thought on this and, and it's really great. I honestly if, if this is true, it's super great. It's super great that that a large institution, religious institution, 
has taken an interest in, in artificial intelligence. Traditionally, Catholics have been adverse, adverse, adverse to new technologies, to new sciences, but it's not that way anymore. And I think it's, I think it's tremendous. I actually think it's quite good, but those are my silly opinions. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a different, different matter for other Catholics, you know? Maybe, maybe they, they want to get in and I'm not really sure what they're saying right now, but I, I think it's, it's a good move in the right direction. Um, I can't think that ethics are bad. Now, there are a lot of, there are and will be and will continue to be much more skepticism around traditional religious ethics and politics and also technology. So, but the politics and technology are getting really, really, really integrated. <laughs> so we need to, we need to get some higher form of, of thinking and prayer and spirituality involved at some level. Um, and so if, if the church, the Catholic church kind of represents that for, for a huge, huge number of people um, globally, then that, that could be a, a great thing. Um, so, great. So we'll just move on because there's a lot certainly going on. Okay, so there was a Tennessee trans uh, person who went into a school and shot dead six people. Maybe injured more, but that's what we know. Three of them were in their 60s and three nine-year-olds. So that is always a sad occurrence. It's always a bad issue. Um, so what I didn't want to do tonight, because this is a Tuesday, I typically would go out to an open mic and do jokes. Uh, but I'm not going to do that tonight because I will be in a room filled with 24-year-old incels seething below the surface of, of every comic. There, There is that guy. Um, <clears throat> and at least two of them are in that room are probably doing jokes so they don't have to go do school shootings. <laughs> so I don't really feel safe, but, you know, it's just that's that's who the constitution of who comes out on uh, on Tuesday night, open mic night. So I am going to do other things. I'm probably going to go go hang out with uh, Glenn Greenwald's crew on the system update. So I'll just I'll just say that and move on. Um. All right. So lastly, but not leastly, uh, I'm going to circle back to the Twitter files. Matt Taibbi got a social call from the IRS. So there's been concurrent news about this, and the committee now recognizes uh, that Matt Taibbi, the day that he was going to go testify to Congress, uh, was given a visit by an IRS agent who accused him of not doing his taxes and identity theft. So I just want you to try to figure this one out, okay? This is a journalist who, who apparently had already filed his taxes, and these are, you know, years already filed. Some IRS agent, you know, possibly high, half drunk, that, 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 that's my conception of things, shows up at his door, turns out his pocket so that the, that the pocket folds are, like, out like rabbit ears, and he says, Hey, Matt Tybee, you didn't pay your taxes. I'll call you an identity theft thief, you tax cheat, unless you pay me right now. This is a hustle. I'm going to hustle you. 
because you were successful and now you're in Congress. You're not allowed to do that, so give me money. I'm a statist. And I think that's what happened. Uh, and he absolutely should report that. So, but that's not really how it went down, I'm sure. But, but that's my kind of vision of things. That if, if someone, if an IRS agent magically showed up at my door the day I was going to go appear to maybe fly out to Congress and, and go there, you know, there's still bugs flying around the lamp because you know, it's so it's so at night. Like, what are you doing here? And <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to go testify before Congress. No, you're not, you successful journalist. You got to pay to tell the truth. How dare you? Give me money. I'm just a I'm just a bureaucrat. How dare you be successful? I think that that's how like half the people of the IRS they're like repressed. They had visions of of grandeur, delusions that they would be further ahead in life for doing not very much. But they sit at their desk and heckle people and you know, I want my two dollars. You know, because they can. They're overrated bureaucratic collections agents that aren't don't get to collect half the time. They just wait on the mail once a year. So, <clears throat> and we will we will pay our taxes. Yes, we will. And uh, they're they're going to try to look tougher because of inflation. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden and his Bidenflation going to try to look bulkier going to be out there drinking protein shakes you know getting their walk on you know walk around with maybe a baseball bat small one small one like kitty kitty league kitty baseball league walk around with a stick and say hey hey I know you've had a tough year everybody's got had a tough year you still gotta pay those taxes you guys still gotta pay and it's like we know we know we know we gotta pay the taxes, but you know it's never it's never pleasant. But it's always worse during an inflationary cycle. Some people think this is Joe Biden's fault, and they would be right. And so they're like, you know what? I'm gonna withhold a little more this year. I'm not, I'm just not gonna give because I need that money because Joe Biden. So that's why they're going a little harder. I think. So I have a listener with me. His name is Oh, it's Vladdy. So I'm gonna invite him up to speak. Hey. Hey Vladdy, how you doing? Can you hear me? Unmute your mic and you may talk. Yeah, so can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. You're coming through. That's good. No, I've been in other programs today, but I had to move on. I had things to do, but now that I'm back, you know, at least I saw you and I was like, can't miss with Shayla, you know, unsanctioned <laughs> citizen. So, so Shayla, honestly, what do you make of all this? It, now it wasn't a public school. It was a trans at a Christian school. Yeah. What, what do you make of all this? Would you think it was a setup? Uh, here's what I think. I think that, that um, our school systems... Are, are now reaping uh, what they're what they have sown from the lesson plan okay and that went from the 
K through 12. They ported it to universities and college. And they enabled this distorted worldview that didn't have to be because there's, I don't know of a single nine-year-old in the world that would ever declare their pansexuality unless somebody had introduced them to the term. Who told you that you were pansexual? Who told you that you were pansexual? And of course, you know, parents didn't know any of this was going on. How, how long do you think it's been going on? So there's a bumper crop of really you know, I mean, they must be feeling gaslit. You know, on one hand, they've got a whole cult of, of uh, you know, social media, you know, infrastructure people, those people from school that are trying to tell them everything you do is about your genitals now and who you sleep with. I mean, it usually is around the age of 20, like who you sleep with is really taking up a lot of bandwidth, but you know, it, and if it's not happening the way you want it to, that will distort your reality. So there's a lot of focus on, on uh, kind of annulling what you would normally know. Like it, it just like you look at what the science, the actual physical science is, and then these people are, are, being converted to some sort of belief system and it is a belief system that was fostered and paid for by taxpayer money that is what I am discovering and that is is why we have to vote and do something in that direction to say listen uh, even if this was a Christian school there there's a taxpayer levy on this brand of doctrine for sexuality that's going into the schools and I don't think I really want to pay for that anymore I, I didn't you know I, I don't have a school-aged child but if I did I would be hopping mad um, that I would have to pay for this doctrine and have myself and other people around my child be told ad nauseum you must use pronouns and I'm like I don't I never use pronouns I'm fine and the fact that it's it's also coming out in the wash that this is a way to uh, to create a eugenics program for autistic kids like they've targeted autistic kids and kids who are really strong in sciences that are socially awkward it's 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 come out in the wash that those are the kids that they try to push in this direction and it makes sense because those are the people in tech that have flipped over on their own and sought out um gender reassignment you know it's all over seattle and um in silicon valley there's there's more trans people there than any place i've ever seen in my life it's it's insane and they all work in tech so I think that there's a high correlation between people who are autistic being targeted for trans behavior and if you are you know on the spectrum you know sure, yeah. you, you might be you might be flipped into this uh, doctrine somehow or targeted go ahead Sheila sure, yeah. in 1998 I was 28 
A week ago, from Monday, I became 50. Okay. And I still look, I still look 28 for your information. Okay. Just to let you know. So I'm still a hot babe. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> In 1998, I was 28. Were you a child to me? Were you in your teens or were you much younger? Uh, I think in 1998, I was in my 20s. So, so we're, you know, you're, well, you're we're a Gen Xer. Years, okay. So you're I'm not that far. Off. In, in 1998, I was in Seattle for the oh. last three years, but not directly, on and off. The oh, most you were in, in and out. Yeah, the most I ever stayed was in like South Seattle with friends for two weeks. That's not enough to see. I, I was still there way before 9-11, and I was there where you could actually sleep at the SeaTac airport as you waited for your plane, <laughs> along with friends that were flying out to Alaska That's because we worked in fisheries. I loved Seattle. The only problem is I wasn't there long enough to appreciate it uh, or assimilate to it because I didn't stay. I always said, I want to go back. I still want to go back. I hope I just don't keep on saying, I want to go back, and I'm in my freaking 80s or something. You know what I mean? I don't think so, it'd be a good time right now. I know it's. I know it's nothing. Not, like not a good time right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so I know for a fact it's not nice anymore. It's very lefty. I know I wouldn't like it. When I was there, it wasn't that bad. When I was there, they didn't have anything like BLM or Chaz. You know, you're you're familiar with those terms from the riots in 2020. Yeah, and and, and I I wish I could say differently, but I I kind of. Did about he and heckled somebody for for they did doctor a photo on Fox, but there was a guy out with an AR fifteen of some sort and he was right by a Mexican restaurant. He did it, it was an armed checkpoint. Yeah. And but, they uh, put up that they put up with that for three months. Exactly. That's incredible. Now now Shay, let me ask you. You were out of there way before that, right? Uh no. No, I was there during COVID. Oh, like man. I got, I got COVID at, at the, you know, that was kind of like my my claim to fame, a little bit. I was in Kirkland the week that uh, the the Life Care Center got got hit, so I was basically a ten minute walk away from the Life Care Center, and that was the first like hazmat event, uh, wow. you know, for for the region for for our country, and um, the first case was in Seattle. So I was there when everything went to, you know, so I, I, I actually did a little Chaz Chop tourism. I did some tourism. And uh, Andy No actually is back in the news this week. So let me, let me look. The one, the one that got hit in uh, one of the protests by BLM. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's been in yeah. the, and he's had a lot to say about I know. this. Andy No has gone through a lot of shit and he's a, he's a good guy. He's a reporter. Uh, gay, but not on their side. And yeah, he's he's, been, he's, he's like been, um. He's, he's been ahead. done wrong. He's been done wrong, but he's done journalistic, and I try try to maintain his side, and they still did him wrong. Okay, they well, let good. me read let me read this thing that he said. He said, "One day, this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind." And this Audrey, Aiden Hale, Audrey was a woman. Is like her sex was woman. But she was trying to transition to being a man. So messages sent to a friend by the Nashville tra- transgender mass shooter have been released. Audrey, quote unquote, Aiden Hale, uh, also left behind a manifesto, but law enforcement, show more, have not released details. 
And so the post, the post millennial did a article. I'll try to see here, read some of it. Um, National trans shooter sent DMs to friend announcing plans for something bad. Suicide. Police did not respond to friend's call for help. Now, this is not unusual in mass shootings as we have seen. Um, other shooters. I think the the guy, what is his name? Cruz in South Florida? Yeah. Okay. The parents got together and sued the local government and the FBI because they didn't respond to to social media complaints and mm-hmm. serial complaints about this kid. He's going to do something. He's going to do something. He said he's going to do something. They did not act. And so they sued and won. They won. So dereliction of duty is, is something you can sue for. It's so sad. I mean, uh, the only thing the trans activists could do is start blaming religious institutions when we're not the problem. Christianity is not the problem. Mm-hmm. So instead of calling one of their own as an evildoer who went out and took out innocent children unarmed, and thank God he had to be taken down because animals like that should be taken down. Uh, you know, a life for a life. I believe what the Bible says, life for a life. The school is no playground for to be teaching, even in, including any of the DEI or ESG or trans or any of those ideologies that they want to brainwash people. Let me read something from Psalms 1.1. It says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. These are all these people, the scornful, the ones that hate God, anti-God, critical, and very wicked. Yeah, yeah I, th- they- I think you're really saying something there. I, I think I've noticed, you know, from the time I was in college, the people who were the meanest to me, the people who hated me the most, the people who made my life hard, the people who bullied me, the people who thought that the open practice of my religion was an affront to their existence, those people are not people I value today. They're not, I mean, when I, I don't hate them, but you know what? When they talk, I don't listen. And, and I realized that over the years that they don't have any wisdom. They don't have anything to offer me. And they're not, they're not necessarily good people. And all they did was have hate and screaming and scorn. I mean, I understood that they disagreed with me. And I understand that some of the things that, that I said and did seemed offensive to them. Yes. But you're not. We're not in the world to to carpet it for other people. You have right. to. This is this is a nation that protects the freedom of assembly and of religion uh, and the free exercise thereof. Okay, that is that is our nation. They don't have to like it. And you know the those people went out and had children. They they still think that they're better than God and better than you and me. Okay, they had children. They endorsed this weird plan for, you know, eradicating things that they don't like in public schools. You know, they're for making all religion illegal. Some of them are maybe communist, socialist. Some of them, most of them aren't political, but they, they don't value. It's pretty narcissistic. Everything is about how tender-headed they are about themselves. 
and uh, they pass it on to their children. Their children are not better people. They're not stronger. They're weak. They're vile. And everything is oversensitized. You know, they wrapped their children in bubble wrap and told them, you know, if, if anything touches you, if anything irritates you, then you just scream it down and then it, it will be fine. And it's not fine. They go, they send those children, had children, and then they were instructed in the way of being that way. They send them out into the world and this, this is what you get. You know, tell me, I'm, I'm, tell me, you've never been accosted by somebody who had had serious special issues yeah. towards you for being a Christian, and yeah. then they had children, and this is how they act. This is what they're like. This is yeah. Uh, I, I've been accosted before. In fact, my my greatest worst scenario is the very people we're talking about. These scoffers that hate God, they hate the Christian community, they just hate life because we're not like them, and we won't accept them, and we won't. Turn over the country to them. In between 2006 and 2004, well, I don't I owe them anything. Do you owe them I, anything? I, nothing. Nothing okay, at all. Okay, so don't get shaken down. You know, like there's, this isn't a shakedown. But let me let me tell you though. Hold on. Let me tell you. <coughs> between 2006 and 2012, <coughs> about the year 2009, <coughs> I remember right. We had <coughs> here in California Prop 8, and that was against you know to vote whether we wanted gay marriage or not. It happened to be that the store I worked in had some homosexuals. And then other, others more arrived over, over the time, just before the election. The thing is, it wasn't necessarily my topic to, that I favored. I wasn't going to back down. I had talked already to some of the employees that were not, uh, you know, LGBTQ, any of that. And they just said, you know, they're they're trying to harass me. They're trying to pressure me to vote. And I go, and one of the girls, she was from an Andorian American. She told me, I'm not bowing down. I go, my family's Catholic. Or I think she could have said Christian. Uh, and I was like, okay. And he goes, what about you, Vlad? I go, nobody pressures me into shit that I don't want to do. If I say I'm going to stand on my Christian values, your dad's going to see me stand on my Christian values. Because that's what I was taught, and that's what is logical. That's what is right. God ordained. I know too much of this topic to say no. As much as I like these people, I don't know you a damn lunch. I don't. I don't know you a free world. I don't know you a better world. You know, it's the same world that I'm living, and I'm and I'm and I and I have to and I'm subjugated to the same rules. You know, I have to submit to the same powers and everything, unfortunately. But my difference is, I submit to a higher power, and that's the bottom line. You know, tradition is what has flourished. And we're here because of a mom and a dad. Now, back then, the problem wasn't the trans issue. The problem was gay marriage. And that's when the famous words of, of Gavin Newsom said, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, remember? But he was a San Francisco mayor, and he tried to do illegal acts and try to justify him. Well, that was still illegal. He should have gone to jail. Because either way, that wasn't allowed. That wasn't the norm. Well, that wasn't even that was you know. But I'm the a thing little is, bit the more live and let live than than. Oh than no, that. I, I am, I am too, I am too. But when they got in my face about, are you going to vote? I go, I'll vote. I don't know which way I'm going. I kind of played around, and then I said, you know what? Screw this. I don't like the attitude they have. I'm just going to go my Christian values and, and vote. Say no. Say yes. No. Say no. Sorry. 
So I, I didn't approve that. I didn't approve that twice because we had it twice, and both times it got struck down. It said no. Now, all these people were just hating on me with that once were so-called my friend. They didn't respect my, my Christian values. I, they felt like the world owes them something. You know, you're nothing. You haven't even contributed shit to the world. I'm like, I don't know your damn thing. I would have voted for yes, but I would have, I wouldn't, I needed to see a different attitude in you guys. And so far, what I've seen is everything is me, me, me. And if you don't give me what you want, then you're the evil one. See, and that's and inherently like, you know, narcissistic. It's inherently, exactly. and you know, Satan, I'm, if, you know, if it, that's who he was. He's like, this is about me. It's about what I want. I want to be God. So I'm leaving here and I'm going to take a third of, of heaven with me who will indulge my whims that I'm God. But Satan doesn't create exactly. a, anything. Exactly. He's, he's a distortion. He's a distortion creator. Okay? He doesn't create anything. Meaning, like, he, there's nothing in the world that, that is created that can be created by him. He's He doesn't have the power of creation. So he just has to kind of remix and revamp what's already there. And, and everything that comes that way is a distortion. That's what I've discovered from my own experience is that people who are inherently narcissistic um, and who want to be uh, like God or as gods uh, have a tendency to distort reality around them and make themselves appear bigger than they are uh, give themselves um, a, a sense of, of extra power. Exactly. That's that's why they believe it or not, Sheila. They 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 attempt to want the seats of management of higher power all the time, especially here in government. Wherever they are able to to take power from others and and get into the reins of power, whether at every political and, and level. And I'm pretty sure that it's a narcissist that's making the policies about it it, about it, it, you yeah. being you know not being able to think the way you want to think or or come to your own conclusions or say what you need to say in an open space, acknowledge what is true rather than what is false because their narcissistic supply comes from everybody basically worshipping everything they do or in their minds, that's the way it is. Uh, it's all uncontested. It's all, you know, you know, everything's hunky-dory as long as I'm in charge and I will twist whom I twist for my own entertainment uh, to make myself feel like I am one ounce better that day. Or, uh, you know, and if you do do things like tell the truth and, and make them, quote-unquote, look bad, then you are enemy number one. Yeah. And half the time that those are truth tellers, they become, you know, the target for narcissistic abuse, which is actually just, you know, it's it's what Satan would do. Throw darts at you, unreasonably uh, accuser, oppress you. Yeah, it's the, the, it's the they, adversary. They, they, they work, they work that in the power of their adversary, who is their, their God, the, the evil one, the serpent of old, as the Bible says, the prince of the air. And, and that's how they function. And the Bible tells it very clear in Romans 1. It talks about all their attributes. If you, if you take a look, you're exactly saying it in, in many ways when you look at Romans. And I'm going to open it up, Romans 1, after number 18. 
that says it very clear. Who exchanged, I'm, I'm on 25, Romans 125, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and, and serve the create, creature, creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passion. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, full murder, strife, deceit, evil-minded. They are whispered. Evil-mindedness. Murders right there. Right there. And then he continues, backbiters, haters of God, biting, mm -hmm. proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, mm -hmm. undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, un, 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 unforgiving, unmerciful. I'll leave it at that. It, it's just the horrible. The list is long. The list yeah. is real long. And, and it's very similar to, believe it or not, to first, uh, I think it's second Timothy three. And it has a very similar tone. I was sharing this with a friend a while back. Look at the similarities in the nature. Of, of, of the sin. And this is what's going on in the nation right now. And these are the ones that are, 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 are taking over the old uh, denomination and creating liberal parts that are parting away from taking great million dollar buildings along with them because they take a, 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 a load of people with them that well, agree, agree. My, my these thought are the is that the buildings are not as important as the, as the spirits mm -hmm. inside of those buildings. Yeah. And, you know, I think that occasionally, um, you know, I mean, if, if it's a it's a treasure, if it's if it's something that's benefited the community, if it's something that's strong, but if it's a dilapidated, abandoned um, husk that no longer represents the, the the vitality of the community of faith, then uh -huh. it should it should become something else. And, you know, you know, the, you are the house of God. Meaning, like the spirit of the Lord is with you, and if you are not assembling with other Christians, or if you are not coming together with other Christians, then um, you know the, there is no church there. You know, it's only when other Christians come together. Now, somebody in a spirit of murder, you know, with, with murderous intent, is obviously in the camp of the enemy. You know, it's, he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that's the, that's the only agenda of the, of the devil. That's the only agenda that the devil has, is to steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, I, I'm not making it my hit list to, to go reorder the sexual passions of, of a man for another man. That's not my, that's not my duty. My duty is to, to you know, pray, pray for justice and, and pray for peace and... And help people, you know, with the commission of, of staying upright. Like, you know, stand up, stand upright. Be be someone on two legs, and stop being a, a jerk. You know, if you can. But you know, I can't inform people's behavior or give them character that they don't have. And that's one of the most important lessons I, I had from being chronically challenged by people who essentially hated God and hated me and, you know, hated 
the free practice of my faith. I, I no longer care what they think. Um, you know, I've learned a lot that when they castigate or chastise me, you know, it doesn't change how I feel about them. You know, it doesn't change, you know, my order of priorities in internally. It used to really shake me up. I used to wonder what I did wrong, you know, how I upset them because you know, you just you just you, want you, to you know had what genuine you, did. you had genuine authentic feelings for them. And yeah, I the, wanted the I devil, wanted them to to yeah. come to Christ and and mm -hmm. uh, and to be. I, I I didn't understand the spiritual world, believe it or not, mm -hmm. until I started seeing people manifest demons uh, in their lives over me. I barely even got to know them, and they were already get, frowning at me, giving me a stern look, like, mm -hmm. "What did I do to you? What the hell's up with you?" And that's exactly what was going on. There was hell going in their lives, and those are people that I knew. Wow. This is really more true about the spiritual realm. My presence was a threat to them. Not because they knew I was Christian. They hadn't even asked. It was because I resonate the peace of God and they hate me without even asking. Well, I mean, there is there is a spiritual difference. And I, I think that sometimes when you won't know necessarily know, you have to be walking in the spirit. You got to be walking in the spirit to see it coming. Some days it's just somebody having a bad day, and some days God's really His spirit of protection has to be strong with you. You know, did I tell you the story about when I was in New Mexico? No, wish. Okay, so I know that that there is a godly spirit of protection, like like strong angels, um, because when I was moving here to Texas, uh, I st I. I accidentally slammed my cat in, in one of the drawers because I couldn't find her and I was trying to get out of the room and the drawer would not shut so I, I tried to shut it and my cat was back there. So oh. I was I was terrified that my cat was had internal injuries, that she was not going to be okay. So I had to drive literally 12 hours through, uh, through the New Mexican desert to get to, or somewhere around there, like 8, 10 hours to get to, to Albuquerque. So when we got to Albuquerque, it was late. I I checked uh, the cat in at the emergency hospital to make sure she was okay. You know, I, I, there's no there was nobody in between. It, that's how rural most of New Mexico is. Wow. So uh, so there just was nowhere. There was nowhere to take my cat. It was a Saturday, so everything was closed. And um, so I, I and I had driven from Utah. That's why it was so long. Oh. So, uh, so when I got to, to Albuquerque, I checked in my cat and I was waiting. So I had to reorder some things in my trunk. It had been a long drive and, uh, and there was another person that, you know, another, a few people in, in the waiting room. And one of them was this kind of sketchy guy. He came out from behind me and decided that he was going to talk to me. And, uh, he made me very uncomfortable immediately. And so he started to, to, to talk and try to get closer. And the minute he did, all these sirens, like, lit up across the street. I mean, like, it must have been, like, 15 cop cars just lit up. And it was like, it was like a big light went on. And this guy, he, he cussed and he stepped back. He was going to, he had, a, he had an agenda of some sort. It wasn't good. 
wow. <laughs> it wasn't good. I mean, I had a feeling about it, but I knew that God was not going to let anything happen to me at that moment because he backed off. There were there were like 15 cop cars, sirens. They just came out of the woodwork. I had no idea they were even there. And they set up a DUI checkpoint right in front of the vet's office. And that guy just oh, disappeared. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, but the Bible does say that the enemy flees. You know, he might not might not have done something wrong immediately, but because of their dirty, in this case, his dirty conscience, he flees. He felt like the cops were after him, you know? To you and I, who are not criminals, who don't have that mentality, we could look at a cop straight in the eyes without a problem. I usually do, but I got to be careful because I have a very deep look. So I've gotten challenged by cops. Like, why are you looking at me? Well, I'm just looking at you because I wanted to smile, say hi, but you're looking at you're taking you're taking it the wrong way. I'm not against you. I'm on your side. <laughs> I'm not against you, but because I have that deep look, I got to be careful. But I don't look well, down. Well, yeah, there's I, a lot of intense looking people. You know, you don't want to yeah. be on the wrong side of the law, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Gregor, Gregor so, is in the call queue, and and I. I mean to say hello, Gregor. Thank you for for joining us. This is like an impromptu thing. It's just uh, so many news items just landed sideways today, and I ended up speaking more with Body about this. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a perfect Christian, but I can tell you that it doesn't solve any of the world's problems when somebody goes into a Christian school and shoots it to hell. Well, a, a perfect Christian did live once, but they put him on a tree, and then, you know, he rose from the dead. So <laughs> um, the, rest of us are just, the rest of us are just forgiven. <laughs> Not perfect. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, you're speaking my language. I was, you know, kind of, it was like I'm sitting here listening and enjoying the sermons, gang. Very nicely done. Um, <sighs> but uh, it, 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 it's, yeah. Another shooting, and this is the fourth person of unde undetermined sexual identity to do one in the last three years. Um, oh yeah, Uvalde. They it did come out later, but it was much lower in the stack of things. Is that this person ha was cross-dressing? They had um, sexual dysphoria, and um, they were in silly, you know. Yeah. Well. And and you know, I've heard other cases. There's other a couple of three, 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 there's like four cases that are documented. One person was, I think, Uvalde was uh, trans, and then there was somebody before that who was, um, shall we say, undecided. Um, but well, they were also... probably what is it that they call themselves? These they call themselves uh, starts with an M. Like they're they're like mutable, or they they're kind of in between not queer because queer is they're just a strange bird and they like strange things about strange people yeah well there's yeah I and then there's the animals a party in every place so i mean it's it's all 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 you know it's all good i suppose but yeah this was obviously a uh uh you know this was a terrorist attack on a school and they were rooted out because of their religious beliefs even though the school i'm sure had nothing to do with tennessee passing their um, transgender surgery thing. The school probably didn't even talk well, about it. Well, was it in, in transgender surgery? Yes, no, up, down, prohibition? Yeah, it was uh, a prohibition no. against transgender surgery before a certain age. Oh, okay. So they, they put their foot down against, you know, mutilating children right. before they, they could have age of consent. Right. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I I mean, you know, I'm sure that will displease the, the polity that did not get their way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have lost civil liberties battles, but I didn't go shoot up a school. Yeah. Um, and and I've you know I've, it's not a proper I've, reaction. I'm not you know I, I even you know was when I was in high school we actually still were allowed to I was on the rifle team we still had a rifle team back then and you know nobody shot up the school. Probably because they respected guns. Not well, because... yeah, we were all we were all ROTC geeks who were you know pretty for the most part. Some people may say we not didn't have our heads on right, but I thought for the most part they were a pretty good group of people. Um, and just was just looking up because I heard somewhere somebody was talking about somebody's been was talking for violence this Friday, I think, by transgender oh, people in Washington. Right. And and then there was um, this, there was and a Bing piece doesn't on... know about it. Strangely enough, I just talked to my buddy AI Bing, and she, and he, he he or she doesn't know about it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure how serious that actually is, or if that's that's a. I have a conspiracy theory. I'm just going to air it here so that you may put darts in it. All right? I'm I'm just going to air it. However erroneous it may or may not be, I would like for you to to ideologically attack it and tell me why I'm wrong, why I'm right, what parts might be wrong, what parts might be right, because this is free speech. Okay? I think that this is the fault of the government by derivative. The government funded a, a line of, of gender and reproductive sexual programming in the children of the last seven to ten years that have, that have come into the field, and now they're out. Some of them are, are making children of their own. Some of them are, are chronically dysphoric. A lot of them have been maimed, like... They have gone in for the surgery. They have gone in for the for the the gender reassignment and and the chest, you know, uh, reshaping and um, you know they're just trying to be something else. And they're in this this mutable state that you know. Well, today I'm going to be a girl. Today I'm going to be a guy. That kind of thing. Um, so I didn't. I guess maybe I'm not using their their language properly not because i don't care it's because i feel like this is a new belief system that was propagated by the school system i wasn't involved it's new to me i don't believe it that's it i'm too old and fuddy-duddy to really get it because i was not in the club you know i wasn't in that after school club where everybody's inspecting their genitals for identity i'm not going to look to my genitals for all of identity and that's what these kids are doing. They're making a new religion out of of their their identity and their gender, and it's gender speculation. That's all it is. It's 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 just an army of gender speculators. When everything's pretty much, it's pretty clear. They just don't want it to be unclear. They want it to be fragmented and and sprayed out into space. And the people who are taking advantage of this are the government. The government wants to foster and codify or, or mollify these, these new horrendous you know, identities that aren't even real. They're just, they're manufacturers. They're phantoms. They're, they're not true. And, um, and they're demanding that you and I and people in corporate America 
make a place for it. We're not inducted into this belief system. It is a belief system. That's what I, I'm sure about. But we're supposed to go along with it. We're supposed to accommodate it. And we're supposed to play along with it. But I feel like we're gaslighting the hell out of the people that have come through this school system. You know, when a nine-year-old comes home and says, I'm pansexual and nobody challenges it. You know, who told you you were pansexual? Who told you that? No, they weren't raised in my house. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't even, I never even heard the term pansexual. You know, and I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm apprised of all the, the goofy sexuality that was out there um, from the 70s because it was around, right? You know, it, it's, it's just around, like, people, you know, they had weird sex and, you know, girls who do boys who do girls, you know, and the whole blur, you know, song. The 90s was, was a weird time. You know, there was lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of, you know, to, to put it so inarticulately but mildly, there was lots of stuff going on. And people didn't want any, they wanted sexual freedom, but they didn't have it as, as much because of AIDS. So they were kind of repressed, but also, you know, just as, you know, weird. And Well, Avanti did tell us that you could get AIDS off of cereal boxes. So um, Avanti said a lot of things that weren't true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That is, he did say a lot of things, but you know, I, I, I would point to Dylan Mulvaney as a prime example of what's oh, going no. on here. Well, yeah, I, you know, yes, I understand, but if you look back all back in history throughout his all his TikToks and everything, Not you know, you see him at the beginning, and he was a nice guy, and he was just, you know, and he was kind of out there, a little bit weird, and then he was Broadway doing his Broadway thing and getting lots of likes, but then all of a sudden he came out as undecided and then trans and oh, gender channel. fluid. That's that's yeah. that's a fluid gender that's fluid the, yeah gen, gender fluid yeah. and there are i i met a girl once in my life that just means you who, play for all who, the teams who was un, she was androgynous not androgynous but um where you have both parts she literally had she She's had a hermaphrodite she, had, she was she had two a, X's a hermaphrodite and a yeah yeah she she was a hermaphrodite and the only Scientific reason why term, ter, team term there gang i'm not slamming anybody no, that's that's a medical term, I guess, and yes. hermaphroditic. Uh, and the only reason why she let that out was because she had suddenly become pregnant. So it's like, it's like, okay, well, that's how it it came out. She she became pregnant, and she was going to to mother a an infant, and uh, but she still had the other part to deal with. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, such things do exist in, in the world? Well, I'm sure Lady Gaga, you know, for example, is another nice prime hermaphrodite example. But um, Is she a hermaphrodite? Is she literally a hermaphrodite? Yeah. No, I, I heard her talk about she has a tiny, small penis. Oh! Oh, okay. So, so that's, I mean, I heard that's really her interesting. That, so it's, you know, it's I never just, heard that. Yeah, no, she's, she's primarily female, but she does have a vestigial organ. Um, you know, and, and that, and those, you know, and those are the rare exceptions and they're the one people that, you know, you have two X's and a Y. So guess what? That's, you know, that's, that's sort of a, the, the, and, and the number, the percentage of genetic hermaphrodites is so minute. That's what I'm it's, saying. Yeah. And it was the same with real true trans people. There, there were more people who were in the drag club, but they were, you know, they were 
they're rightfully viewed as strippers and adult performers. Mm-hmm. And so where did we jump the train to put them in front of children doing their whole set? Well, being bringing us back to uh, James chapter 3, verses 13 through, four, through 16, since we started off with Scripture when I walked in, I'm going to keep it up. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good conduct his works in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you are bitter, jealous, selfish, ambitious in your heart, do not, uh, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not coming down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and self-ambition exists, there is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, considerate, submissive, full, without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So it's all about, to me, it's all about the likes. It it, it sort of poisons their mind and, and makes them emotional and makes them want to, um, you know, follow follow that endorphin hit. And how many things do we see today that are based on that endorphin hit? It's all about drugs. It's all about alcohol. It's all about sex it's all about whatever everything all of that is you know you do it because it feels good if it feels good do it well every structure of any kind of society has spent its entirety saying do what's right not necessarily what feels good now the definition of right may be slightly different but for the most part we can all agree on it killing people's bad stealing is bad these things are what we know is wrong yeah, I think that that's, unfortunately, we, we get to agree on the big stuff. And then these these um, these other things, these say these vices, you caught me in an act this weekend. You're like, I was having a little aperitif. Oh, <laughs> you don't have but, to justify yourself to me. Well, but, you know, let's let's just be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not clinically, you know, I'm not going to try to justify any bad behavior. I'm I'm gonna be like ah you got me uncle, but it's not. I was home and I was not going to inflict myself upon others, but I inflicted myself upon others, and that's that's unfortunate. (laughs) And uh, but it wasn't it wasn't because uh, it was because of inattention, and and the the natural fruit of of being inattentive, Um, Mm -hmm. because I hit the wrong button on the phone. And I sent it to the wrong address. Yes, but I, I wasn't going to share this information, you know. No, was, no, but, I, you know, that that's inattention is, is one of those things that has gotten so many people into so much trouble. And, you know, attention deficit is, is um, largely to blame for a lot of things that have gone wrong socially on the Internet. You know, there's just all these things flipping at you and flying at you all the time. And, you know, it's like you can manufacture a bad affect without doing very much. Yeah. If you don't get to the right click in time, if you're not, if you're too slow or if you're not fast enough or uh, if you respond and then some other uh, bot digitally gets ahead of you, it's going to change the order of the conversation. 
And well, and that it's is it's even getting worse like, now. Yeah, it's going to make you look like you were trying to start something when, in fact, you were trying to say it next. And then, um, you know, it's it's the distortion that I was predictive, talking about earlier. Predictive text is wonderful, but it can get you in big trouble. And, uh, you know, automation, whether it's mental or actual technical automation, I mean, it, it, it lends to its inattentiveness. And I, you know, inattentiveness, how much of what we're seeing today is, is, that a, is that the root of the problem? It's the definition, it's the difference between the Epicureans and the Stoics. I mean, it's really that old. I believe that. I believe that. So, um, this was actually, and I, I wanted to bring this up, the Vatican is getting involved in AI ethics. I just wanted to, to parse that. Mm. So, so they they're developing their own way to get in the game, policy-wise. So they released the Pope released something today about that, and I thought that was pretty significant. Um, I said more about it earlier, but then I I spoke for a little bit about um, Matt Taibbi getting a social call from the IRS oh, the dang. day of his testifying hearing. How nice! Yes, the the, the Warhammer of the IRS. Love it. Yeah, and they, they they accuse him of identity theft. Can you imagine? You know, being the no. guy who, like, runs up to his... Do- I don't know when they would have had time to do that. Was it after the hearing or before the hearing? I'm just kind of curious. Because yeah. if, if it was before the hearing and the bugs were still flying around the light when he was trying to get to his car, <laughs> that means they were waiting on him in the parking lot. Like, hey, no, but, you know who was it? They pulled over Mike Lindell. They pulled over in a in a. Fast oh food right, place. they got him in a Hardee's drive-through. Yeah, <laughs> which to this day I think is hysterical. They ambushed him at a tr- Hardee's drive-through, and I did a joke about it. I'm like, okay, the FBI is about to ambush like Mike Lindell at at, at the drive-through. What happens next? <laughs> Immediately next. And so, can you imagine being the kid at the drive-thru with, like, the headset, and, the, you know, it's like, it's like here, your, your fries are free, you know? <laughs> truly, truly, truly. So, um, uh, I just don't know, I mean, it was one of those joke things where uh, I asked the audience, like, you know, what, what happens immediately next? You know, Mike Liddell, he's sitting in his car, and he's he's probably got his hands up in the air at a Hardee's drive-thru. I want my biscuit. Or, you know, what is he say? What is he going to say? You guys want something? <laughs> probably Can I not. You Can I? Uh, would you? You know, I'll, I'll share. You know, just just take what you want. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was going to eat both of these breakfast biscuits, but, you know. But, you know, hey, you know, they're paid for. You know, I mean, the, the guy suddenly shuts the window, draws the blinds, you know, like it's a midday <laughs> shootout in the, in the oh, West. That's a good picture. I like that. <laughs> Having worked the drive through in my life. <laughs> Poor Mike Lindell. Yeah. You know, all, yeah. all he does is like Trump. That's his, that's his crime. That's all he well, did. I mean, he he's pretty he's pretty vocal with his TV stuff or his uh, you know his he has he has some information on the website and stuff and he does podcasting and things that nobody seems to pay attention to. But 
I know I don't, but I just I don't that. I don't either. But you know, it doesn't mean that he's not genuine. He's he's yeah. a he's a genuine fellow. Yes, he is. He's a genuine, and you know, I am always applauding people that put their lives back together, and he's a prime example. Um, it's you know, better than a, not putting it back together. I mean, well, if he, yeah, but I mean, he had a troubled life, you know, and you know, he did some really awful things in his life, and and you know, he was a drug addict and in jail and all kinds of things, and he got out and managed to build a business, and despite everybody telling him no, and that's just you know, that's impressive. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Um, I, you know, sometimes I wonder what the secret is because I want to do, you know, more advocacy. I want to become more uh, efficacious in the way that I deliver uh, advocacy and, and activism. But, you know, I'm really bad at, like, the money part. <laughs> I'm just really bad at it. Well, um, you know, I, Mike Lindell has a product he makes, and there is, therein lies the problem. You have to have a product that sells. Um, you know, I, I, I'm working on podcasting, but this, I'm, I'll admit freely, this is more of a, um, hobby than a, it, right. It's a, it's a hobby, not a business. Cause I don't make any money at it, but I'm enjoying it and I'm learning things and trying to figure out ways to produce a product that will, yeah, you know, you're trying, to, will trying to make it go money. And, um, sometimes you just have to kind of do what's right and hope that it will generate income later. Yeah, I was listening to Tim Poole this uh, this week, and he was he yesterday's episode. He actually pulled himself down from YouTube, um, and then ended up broadcasting. He only, like halfway through, like thirty minutes through his two three hour his two hour thing, he pulled it off to YouTube and just did Rumble because they were talking about the shooting and all this stuff. And he said we're going to get demonetized and strikes and all kinds of stuff, so we'll just stop now. And they moved off to Rumble to finish it up. And he was talking about his, quote, instant success. And, you know, his instant success took years. <laughs> uh, and I know a lot of comics. There's a, there's a comic that, you'll, that will probably go through Austin at some point, uh, a couple of them. But one of them is named Zoltan Casas. And, uh, you know, he and I did open mics when he was 18. You know, it was 20 years ago. And uh, he's turning into the success. He's got, you know, he's got shows on Comedy Channel and doing stuff. And, you know, none of these instant overnight successes ever were instant nor overnight. Um, it's just a matter of keeping the plug along is, my, is what I suspect. And that really is, you know, finding, trying to be a, be a value. You have to be a value. Whether right. And, and I, what I was saying to you, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. And I was trying to, to tell the listeners that were not existent at that moment that I'm not going to attend open night my night on Tuesdays because uh, it's going to be loaded with 24-year-old incels who might be angry about the shooting. <laughs> well, I don't know. Not Austin. exactly the safest environment <laughs> on a yeah, Tuesday well, and, night. And Austin is a, is the place where this podcast takes care of Kate, uh, and they they are pretty purple or pretty red there or blue. I'm sorry, in Austin, it's, so. it's blurple. But um, blurple. I don't I don't think anybody would would really get in my face like they would say like Seattle. I think they'd be they they'd be internally offended. They in in a kind of a southern, uh, you know, pissed off cat way. Well, you know, like, Vlad I'll just was... walk off. I'll, I'll, I'll not. 
Vlad was reading at the beginning, he was reading all about those um, things, those products of the devil from Romans. And uh, I was thinking, no, that's just Portland, man. (laughs) That's just Portland. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, I'd say two thirds of my roommates had that problem. Um, I, you know, and I, I don't want to bag on Catholics, but Catholics are kind of, kind of strange, estranged from their own faith in a lot of ways. From what I can see, is that they, they make a lot of excuses. Like they, this one girl had a Bible study in the middle of our living room, which I thought was great, but then she brought her her drunken boyfriend in, and and it kept him overnight in our room. We shared a room, and I woke up the next morning, or that morning, and he was, obviously something had happened. So, I don't know what they believe. And, you know, but maybe I should just say, I don't know what she believes. And Catholics were difficult for me to navigate as as a faith because of the behavior of the people who practice Catholicism. But, but know, Sheila, they're, they're, they're very hard on other people, but they don't they don't really do it themselves. You know, they're they're very hard on themselves, and they have a lot of hard sounding rhetoric. But you know, I I don't, you know, I don't I don't I want to stay away from it and not upset them with with any other practices of Christianity because I just don't I don't know I don't understand them I don't understand them. There, the the thing with Roman Catholicism, at least as a Mexican, what I've seen is a lot of them are middle middle of the road. There's different variations, and and by that I mean there's some that are really really Christian. They're you could tell in their character, humble. They're very kind to people. They help you. They're good neighbors. And then there's everything to the left, which is everything I read in Romans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't understand. They went to to Catholic school. They went to Catholic church all their life, but they're the worst heathens. They're into they're terrible drugs. People. They're they're yeah. They're, they're terrible in, people. Yeah, exactly. So I've seen that because they have what they call like a twelve level system. Uh, when you're basically an apostate, according to them, whereas we, mm-hmm. you're either Christian, or you're not Christian, right? But they have like a twelve level system. Where, where they categorize you. Maybe you're in the middle, maybe you're too conservative on the right, or too on the left, or, you know, whatever. I look at them, like, from what I've seen and experienced, I've seen everything. Most of them are just straight-out carnal. They're not spiritual. The ones that become very spiritual is usually by ex-Christians that became Catholic, and they're into the Bible. In fact, some, some of them are married to them, and they became very biblical, and they ended up becoming evangelical, because they didn't agree with their husbands or wives, and they said, "You know what? I'd rather I'd rather follow Jesus according to the Bible. You enlighten, you help me get enlightened, you help me get into it. But I no longer want to be a Catholic. And if you don't want to come with me, then I'll leave you." So they end up becoming Christians. So it's a variation. I've seen bad Christians or some, some somewhat good Christians by a certain you know biblical scale that got into the the, the Roman Catholic idolatry and everything. They fell for all the the uh, aesthetics and the art and the and the saints and all that. And they liked the Eucharist, so they became Catholic. But they they brought good Christian values, biblical values, so they're Bible-based. Now, those are set apart. Because I'm like, okay, well, you have to change your theology, but you're still biblical, but now it's biblical Roman Catholic. And and then there's those that, that are just nominal. They'll tell you grandma was a great Catholic, mom was a lesser Catholic, and I'm pretty much a heathen. 
they recognize that, that where they're at and they don't want to go to church they haven't gotten a confession for years and or any eucharist and any sunday service they 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 don't live they have a uh, roman catholicism as a nominal name they don't even like to be identified like that because they know they have they don't live up to their religious part um spiritual or anything and they're yeah. just unborn in any way they went through the whole system they got school paid very well but they're hedonistic they just want to do their own thing worldly they like sleeping around with all sorts of women they like boozing it up they like getting all drugged up i mean i mean is there that type that's like way off that's totally lost they're probably most likely never born again and then there's the ones that are like the almost atheist really nice catholic like a lot of my neighbors they still got the Virgin Mary, and they still do the genuflecting, and they and they, or they they pray the rosary or anything, but they're left alone. But they don't. They only go to church now and then, but they still got their good Catholic values, and that's how they live. And but they're not shoving down religion, even Roman Catholicism, not even on their family. Their family still comes around. They're the nice aunts. And then there's a Catholic that is the real staunch conservative, very similar to an evangelical, like the one right. my friend told me about. Like the one my friend told me about, it's not just about Mary, about Jesus. They know what they've read, but they they find out that if you're coming to visit them and they got they're gonna they're gonna give you a room to stay the weekend, but you're coming with your with your as a couple with your with your boyfriend or girlfriend, they need to know that you're married. Yeah, I got some of yeah. that. I I got some of that from you yeah. Know, that that's in the 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 pantheon of of uh, evangelical Christianity as well. Yeah, exactly. And, so and they they really are sticking to the Bible, and you know sometimes you can do it, and sometimes you can't. You can you can, you know. I, I'm just trying to stay afloat with my Christianity. Uh, I know that I'm not going to please my Christian peers with with my uh, personal life but you know there's a lot that's depending on you know how how to make it work but it's not about them and you know if god could could help me uh in a way where i could make it different you know i would want that i've expressed a desire but you know things don't change unless they change and so I've said that, and people are like, Ugh. they get they go really hard with me, and it doesn't change anything. It just hurts my feelings, and it doesn't help. Um, no, I, and and it's understandable. You have to let people know where you're at, and you have to push for the change. If, it, if it's something to better you, to get you closer to God, and and let's say right now I have a friend, a couple who I'm going to help get married. I'm not a pastor, okay? I, even though I have the training for it, and and, and schooling. But I'm going to bring them to my church with the hopes that they get married. Because they know they left their old church because they're living in sin. Uh, basically fornication. They're a lovely couple. I like both of them. A beautiful girl, young man, also wonderful people. But I told them, bro, you guys got to cement that. You, before God, as Christian as you sound, you won't be right if you're, if you're living in sin and you're doing your own thing. And it seems nice, right? Who, 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 am I, who are we bothering, right? Who are we affecting? Well, you're affecting God. might not be me directly. I'm your fellow brother, but I'm not going to pound well, you with, with, I, the, I with the Bible. I understand, but sometimes things are, are more difficult. Like, um, you know, there, there's just there's just difficulties. People have come from difficult backgrounds. Like, my, my background is very difficult, and I don't... I don't really want to drag my church family into it. I mean, it's excessively difficult. It's not. It's not like it's super. It's so difficult that you know, it's a government problem. 
Okay. Meaning, like, the government's involved in part of the dysfunction. So that that's how how un, untenable the situation is. And so the only, you know, if God's going to deliver me, I wish he would just do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but let me, let, let me ask you before you go off, because... I don't know your whole story. I hope what you know, you don't know any of my story. I, you don't know I, I, my I know. Story. You, you've only only glimpses of what you've given us. The thing is, is the government still involved to the point where they could frustrate you, make your life uh, not? Well, not, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're do, they're doing it a lot. You know, I, I I told this week, Gregor. I mean, like, I I can't open my mouth for more than ten seconds without it attracting, you know, like twenty nine NGO minders, Lottie. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. so the, and there's open sanctions plans. Like I had, um, I don't know, hundreds of, you know what NewsGuard is, right? Yeah. That, NewsGuard. That bad, yeah, wow, that's bad. Okay, hang, hang in there. At least you know what it is, okay? New, you know what NewsGuard is. So if they go after your advertising and you're just trying to get up off the floor, uh-huh. okay, you had 163 advertising uh, opportunities, and now you have nine. Something happened. Wow. So that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And this is the stuff that's been going on for years. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm a part of Meetup. I get no Meetup notifications whatsoever. None. Okay. I come out against uh, maybe Hillary Clinton. I said something not nice about Hillary Clinton, uh-huh. and. Uh, I'm booted off of the the security CSEC list this week, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to draw lines, but I don't I don't know anymore. But I Have do you, know that there's well, a lot of you. vectors that that you know are are out there. I get to guess about it because if the government is doing this, they're doing it in secret. They yeah. they want to sanction their own citizens in secret for their own. Banal pleasure. It's so weird. They just want to do it for their pleasure. Do you think that they're controlling? You know, it would right. be much better right. if I could make money. I'd pay more yeah. taxes. Would that Shayla, make them happy? But that's not about that. I know. Sheila, right now that we have a Republican Congress, at least on the House, mm-hmm. you need to let, you need to have them investigated. You need to talk to your representative. I don't know who is it, Ted Cruz right there in your state? You yeah, need to let I mean, them know what's going on because these guys don't know what's going on. You would assume they know what's going on, but they're done. Ted Cruz does know what's going on. Tell, tell him that he has to push. He's got to do his job and go after these bastards that are ruining lives. It's not right. You see, I knew about NewsGuard uh, based on what Dr. Michael Savage said because I, I listened to the Michael Savage show. And I just thought they were just like supposed uh, that they're fat checkers. Now you're, tell, you're telling me there's something else. Yeah, they go after your ad revenue if they think that you're a thought criminal. Yeah. And, and and this is wrong. But you see, Michael Savage has the power to go after them. He has the millions of dollars. I, I don't think that would be your case, if I'm right. Not to no, no, I'm not. It's not my case. <laughs> well, you know, there, and it's funny because Congress is just, or the Senate is passing the Restrict Act, SB 6. Oh, they're trying. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying. And I, I they're probably going to, they may end up getting it passed. Uh, I don't think it'll pass Congress. Well, it won't pass no, if if I, I urge my my representatives to vote no on it today. All my senators, all my representatives, I, I urge them to vote no on the Restrict Act. 
Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about it? I'm ignorant, guys. Please go. Sure, okay. you should probably watch a three-minute video that some jerk made. But um, well, there's two new bills on TikTok and beyond. It's the Data Act and the Restrict Act. The Restrict Act is the one that everybody's flipping out over uh, because it would basically codify everything that's been done with uh, with MDM and and it would codify the censor surveillance that's been going on. It's it's yeah it's the Patriot Act for any kind of electronic communication, yeah. and they specifically use the frame Internet communication technology, which is so broad. Mm-hmm. Literally anything can be regulated or monitored with what they're trying to do. And on the other hand, in in the House, they actually are questioning people about what has been going on with some of these Snoopy things, and you know Taibbi's been testimony, te- testifying and other things have been going on sh- you know showing that the government is is going beyond its scope but then we're going to turn around and try to pass this which literally will make everything essentially regulated by some guy who's not even elected it just gives the secretary of communications or right. something and it will codify thought crime because if they decide Let's put it this way. Pompeo put people who weren't on any list on a list for following a Chinese diplomat. Yep. Okay? 5,000 Americans were on that list of, of kind of like there, there was a marker on them somewhere in the government uh, because they followed a Chinese diplomat. And if maybe they met that person at a at a function, you know, it could have been anything. Like they came to speak at their school <laughs> yeah. and followed them. Uh, so, and and that would be the kind of thing that would happen. And and let's just say, like, we're okay with France today. And if France becomes on the on the uh, the crap list tomorrow, well, then they're whoever's you know. In league with France is going to get a ticker, and if you say something that the current Secretary of State does not like, well, and it just hits the wrong way, you could go to jail for twenty years. That's how serious it, it, it is. Tucker Carlson did a segment on it last night and unpacked it quite well, I think. Um, so it might be up now. Let me go see. But Lawfare did a. Uh, you know, an, an all right job. You know, this is Justin Sherman, um, where he talked about the two new bills on TikTok, the Data Act and the Restrict Act. And so I, I encourage the listeners to go check it out. But the the quick and dirty, I think, is the um, the Tucker Carlson set, and he can he can explain it very simply, so that you know a twelve year old could get it and understand it. And with with the quickness, the restrict act is not for you. Yep. So it, uh, is, it is ambiguous, and it's another. I I just when you know when did Congress stop doing their job and just saying yeah we're going to create a we're going to create this office we're going to create this bureau that's going to make all the laws. I mean, gratefully, some of the our current Supreme Court is putting their foot down there. Actually, it looks it looks like they're going to. Uh, eviscerate the national the uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives. Okay. 
um, the ATF has, you know, been making all these nifty rules suddenly, and all of them are falling to, you know, that's not because of the Bruin versus New York State Rifle and Pistol Association ruling. All of these rules are falling apart. California just lost all of their pistol restrictions, um, or is about to, it looks like, because they figured out that their pistol restrictions are unconstitutional. Let I me mean, ask you a question. Sure. Do you honestly think that the cool this school was targeted because they were Christian, or do you think that the school was targeted because that was something that the child remembered from their community? Because this person is dead. We can't ask them. And they haven't, and, I, and I'm sort of torn, always torn on the manifesto situation. She did leave behind. And something. we haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Have yeah. you had a chance? No, I haven't seen it. it. And, and and I'm sort of torn on whether or not to you know promote it or not and put it out there. Okay. I, I'm sort of torn just because I don't want to broadcast their insanity. But on the other side, I am insatiably curious about it. Okay. Um, well, let me let me interrupt you there. It is it is going on six o'clock. Uh, it is into the six o'clock hour. I encourage everybody to move their train to Glenn Greenwald's show. He actually is ans- trying to answer this question: Who na- who radicalized? the Nashville shooter, and the unprecedented new censorship law, um, anti-TikTok, could censor all of social media. So I'm going to go there now, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, soon. I'll see you Saturday if I don't hear from you then. Uh, But you you have been listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. Um, Just just a drop-in event, and uh, hope to hear from all of you soon. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.